Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I'll be sharing with you uh, for a few minutes a message entitled My Father's Business. Somebody say my father's business. Say it again. Say it again. Say my father's business. All right, listen to this. Uh, when we speak about business, I would like you to get this information tonight. Um, this service, unfortunately, we are not focusing on prophecy. We are not focusing on healing. We are focusing on the Lord to remove every obstacle standing on our way and the Lord to bless us with his promises. Get this. I, I've been speaking this and I've been speaking about it and I will never get tired. I've been telling you, the scripture says, the children of Israel were not just redeemed out of the hands of Egypt. They were not just taken out of the hands of Pharaoh. But the Bible says, God said, go and take them out of the hands of Pharaoh, for I have seen their suffering, and I have heard their cry. The second mandate was take them to a land of milk and honey. The first assignment, we, we have different types of men of God, and every man of God has his own mission that the, the Lord has given him. It's not everybody who was baptizing people, apart from John. It's not everybody who came to announce of judgment, apart from Jonah. So we have men of God in the Bible who, they were sent on a particular mission. And that's the problem with our modern world where we have people who think what they preach is what you, major one, also must preach. And we don't preach what they think you must be preaching. They think what you're preaching is wrong. Which is not true, of course. I'm not talking to somebody here. When God was calling me, you were not there. And what he sent me, you don't know. And, what, and when the Lord was calling you, I was not there. And what God sent you, I don't know. And, and, and according to me, when the Lord was calling me, he said, I am sending you to go and prove the world wrong. Oh, you didn't hear this. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things in your, in your ministry, in your life, that they have never thought such type of things would ever happen. And I will show you everything. And I'm going to make them know that I, the Lord, I am still speaking today. And he said, the second thing he told me, among the nine things he sent me to do, he said, the second thing I want you to do is restore, restore the worth of the church. We have, we, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, if you see a Hindu church, if you see a Hindu church, how they build it with expensive things. Inside of it, you find bronze, you find diamonds, you find gold. Inside the church of Hindu people. And if you look at churches of, of, of Muslims, how they build them everywhere. They, they, they are so nice. And when you look at Christians, 
And God said, I'm going to change the setup. Oh, you didn't hear this. We have people who are sponsoring football. Governments sponsoring football. Boxing is being sponsored. But no one is sponsoring the gospel. And the Lord said to me, said, I'm going to raise people. He said, I am sending you to raise people who spiritually, they may be perfect. Financially, they may be perfect. So that I can carry my work easier. We have people. Oh, no, no, I'm a scoop right there. You, you, you're not hearing what I'm trying to say right now. If you are suffering, if you are suffering, I'm here to tell you that I'm going to chase away the suffering in the name of Jesus. I know some of you, you will be like, I've been coming to church and uh, nothing's happening, nothing's changing. Some of you, no matter how we may say receive, you will never receive. But I've seen, the, I've, I've discovered a new plan that I must be doing to such people. Who no matter what we say receive, they don't receive. I have found out a new method to do. Can I tell you the new method? I will be forcing them to receive. You, 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 you. I am forcing you to receive your miracle right now. No matter what some people, no matter what you say, receive, receive. They'll be like, I receive. They go home, nothing is changing. So now I have a new method. You receive by force. All right. Just look at this. If you have a, a child and it's a kid, just two years old, and you have some medicine you want to give the child, and the child is refusing, what do you do? You're going to open their mouth by force. You're going to put, and today I'm going to open. Receive in the name of Jesus. Sit down. It reminds me of the scripture. Do you know what the Bible says? There were some two blind men who saw Jesus. When they looked at him, do you know what they said? They said, Master, if you are willing, open our eyes. Jesus said what? I am willing. Uh, you didn't hear this. We may have people who they are so humble like God, if you want, give me some finances. God is willing. I'm telling you, he is, already, he is willing. Am I talking to somebody here? Moses in the Bible, if you read his story, he was not a poor person. He was raised, he was raised in a palace. Am I talking to somebody here? Elisha. 
Elisha, he was not a poor prophet. The Bible says there was actually a man who was coming with a lot of money and diamonds by the name of Naman. And he came at the gate. He said, I have brought so much money. And he mentioned the figure. And, Naman, uh, and Elisha said, oh, that's too small. Take your money and go back home with it. Because the man was loaded. You were here. And look at Joseph. He was a governor. He was not a poor man. He was rich. Are you there? I look at Isaac. He was rich. I look at Abraham. He was rich. I look at Paul. The Bible actually says he was. He had a company of make of making tents. He was rich. He even wrote somewhere. He said, "I don't need anything from you." He was rich. When I look from Genesis to Revelation, all people mentioned are rich, apart from you. No, 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 no. This mistake must be corrected right now. Hey, I look at everybody. You, you open, you, you find out that Solomon was rich. Everyone was rich. I heard somebody was like, no, 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 the Bible, you know, the Bible says we should be rich, but you know, we should be rich in the kingdom of God. I said, hey, do, do you think God was crazy to make all the diamonds under the earth? It was for who? For you. Am I talking to somebody here? You need to claim wherever you are. Your blessings, your breakthrough, your miracle today must be given in the name of Jesus. Say my father's business. Oh, are you there? Put your hands for Jesus if you can. Hallelujah. Luke 23. Hallelujah. Are you there? There's 44. Verse 44. The Bible says, it was now about the 60th hour. Somebody says 60th hour. And there was darkness all over the world. There was darkness over the whole land until ninth hour. Well, the sunlight fell, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus calling out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Somebody said, my father's business. I want to share with you something very interesting. God was ministering to me the whole day. 
as I was praying and resting, I had this in my spirit. We have people here who uh, they may have things they are doing and they really don't understand what happens. To see every time they are trying to do something, they're trying to plan something, it just doesn't work. No matter the effort, no matter how they may try to pray about it, they, they can actually meet the man of God and, and, and ask God for prayer, and nothing is completely is happening. And they wonder what's wrong. I want to just share with you the experience Jesus had on the cross. And I want to relate that situation with your situation. Now hear this. Jesus Christ, he is the son of God who was born in the flesh. And he was born like you and me. He had the mouth, the ears, the, the nose. He was born just like the way we are born. Born of the woman. And you are born of the woman. And, and he had all the traits of man. He had what you have. And he could see the way you see. He could hear the way he could hear. Um, he, ha he, had, he had everything of a man. Now, look at this. He had the capacity in himself of a human being. And he could be tempted like just any person could be tempted. We praise God. The Bible says uh, he was tempted in every direction, but he never sinned. He never, he never sinned. Now, look at this point. I want you to look at this point. Jesus Christ being the son of God who is born of the flesh, living like a, a human being like you and me, he goes on the cross and you and me would expect that if I send you to go somewhere to do something on my behalf and I have, for example, I have the capacity, I have a car that I can follow you then right there where you have gone, you have made an accident or something bad has happened or it's happening and you are phoning me that I'm in this situation and you are not seeing me coming there. You may have so many questions to say, but I have been sent by him. But what's happening? Now, everybody would expect if Jesus was sent by God, the day he was dying on the cross, God would come from heaven to defend him. So all people who were healed by him, people who were raised from the dead by him, on that day, they were like, no, 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 no. We know him. God will come from heaven to protect him. Which actually, it is uh, everybody's expectation that when you are passing through a situation, God is going to intervene, going to come in your life, and he's going to fight for you. That's what everybody's expecting, Right? Now, look at this. When Jesus was on the cross, but th that never happened. That never happened. That never happened. That never happened. He tried to cry out. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. God was silent. He said, okay, maybe God, maybe, maybe I will see something. I, I'll have something in them. God was silent. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Something here, is, something, something here is strange. God is so quiet. You know what he did? 
the Bible says he cried out. He said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? But that never brought God's attention. God was still silent. I'm talking of Jesus who is in the second from the father in the Trinity. He is God, yet he was forsaken. So according to Jesus as a human being who was born of the flesh, because we have people who think that in that time, Jesus was born of the spirit. He was on none of the spirit at that time. He was born of the flesh. By that time, the New Testament ha ha had not started. But we have people who think New Testament began when Jesus was born. New Testament didn't start when he was born. Jesus was born in the Old Testament. Mary was in the Old Testament. Joseph was in the Old Testament. Jesus died in the Old Testament. And he rose in the New Testament. I know somebody's like, what do you mean? Hear this. New Testament simply means new covenant. New covenant. That's when he was born in the Old Testament. His father and his mother, they took him for the custom of the law. But when he rose from the dead, that was a symbol of rising in the spirit. The same way you were born in the flesh. But when you receive Jesus, you are born of the spirit. So Jesus was of the flesh. But when he rose... It was a symbol. The Bible says the power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit. So he was raised by the Holy Ghost. He said, it shall quicken your mortal body. In other words, when you receive Jesus Christ, you are born of the New Testament, of the New Covenant. You are no longer under the law, but you are under the grace. You are under the Spirit of God. Hello? So Jesus was doing things, he could observe customs, he could, because he was still under the law. But when he rose, everything changed. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I speaking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? If you're following, raise up your hand and say amen. Now he's on the cross. He cried out. Father, where have you forsaken me? And God was still what? Silent. Listen to this. John as well. John, he was sent by God. And everybody would expect that when he was arrested by Herod, God would come from heaven and defend him. Until he was taken, killed with a knife. His head was cut. And who, who is you? Who do you think you are that, that the problem can't attack you? You can't have a financial problem? And what, do you think, what do you think you are? Even me ask. Who, who am I? If John the prophet, great prophet, and you, you are not even John. Your name, there's nothing like Joe or, or Ni or something. Get this. Oh, so somebody's like, so you mean uh, we are supposed to suffer? You relax. Cool down. Cool down. We are going there. Just cool down. 
What about me? So you mean we can have problems? Just listen, listen. Just wait. The Bible says, John, a young child, begged for his head. And his head was cut. And they put in the plate. What a shame to a great prophet. John, the one who baptized Jesus. You never even baptized anyone in your life. You are joking. You're like, yo, I don't know why my... I don't know. You think as if it's only you going through... Have you ever been killed yourself? You think it's only you? If you join the one who baptized Jesus, who was killed with a knife, <laughs> removed his head, put in the plate, and where was God? Now look at this. We look at where now Jesus on the cross, they're killing him. Jesus said, Father, he said, why? He said, said, said Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabakatan, which means, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? When he saw darkness, the Bible, there was darkness the whole land, and the cloth in the temple was torn apart. Now, the cloth was the significance of the presence of God in the, in the temple. So when the cloth was torn apart, that was the day where the presence of God was coming out of the ark, going back to heaven. You're not hearing this. Because there was the ark, there was the, 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 the ark of the covenant. That ark of the covenant was being kept in the holy of holies. So the presence of God the Holy Spirit was staying in that ark. And this ark was made with the tree of acacia. Designed by Moses. And God said, use the tree of acacia. Make a box. Make the ark where I can stay. And when you look at acacia tree, you'll be so disappointed. The most ugly tree in the world is the acacia tree. Its leaves ugly. Branches, they start from, you know, there are some trees where you, a tree starts like this and then it goes the branches. Not acacia. Acacia where it's starting branches started there, like this, branches everywhere. It's the ugly tree, you can't do anything with it. And yet God said, use the acacia. Make the ark where I can stay. That is why God, when he was calling you, he called you, the person who you are not even important. Uh, are you still there? The most ugly things, despise the things of the world, are the things that God calls. And he says, do this. So the Bible says, when they made the acacia tree, he made the ark, and God said, you must take God and be covered with God. That is why God took you out of the world. You are not important than Obama. But God said, you, come to me. There are rich people in South Africa, rich people in Angola, in Germany. But God said, no, 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 no. I am not interested for rich people in your nation. I'm interested in you. He said, you, come. And he beautified it with God. And the Bible says, and put two angels. Two angels, they must face each other. To cover the presence. And the Holy Ghost was in there. 
And wherever you are, there are two angels. Now, listen to this. So that that ark was being put in the Holy of Holies. Now, when they took it to put in the Holy of Holies, they had another place called the Holy Place. Then they had a place called the Outer Place. So in the Outer Place was a place where they were washing the feet. In the Holy Place, everybody could go there, but not in the Holy of Holies. Only one man was allowed once a year. And he must be a priest who is holy and righteous. So when he's entering there, he was actually being tied here with a rope. So that in case he dies, who will go to remove him? They will just pull the rope. And he had the things which was tying around his legs. So when he's walking, they hear the sound. Quang, 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 quang. Sound like chains. So that when, when they, say, they hear siren, they know he's dead. And the funny thing is, it was not the wall separating the holy place and the hall of holies. It was just a small cloth. The difference between where you are and where God is, it's not big. You know, you know, you know here. It is just the veil. And the Bible says, when, when Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says there was now darkness the whole land. And the, that cloth was torn apart. Why? Because the Holy Ghost came out, went back to heaven. That's the same spirit that Jesus promised us. I am going to the Father. I will send you the Holy Spirit. You're not hearing this. I am going to the Father. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Now, he came before. So we could see how important he was. And how respected he was. So that when Jesus would send him, we should also respect him. And value him in the same way they valued him in the ark. Oh, you're not hearing at all. So, now hear this information. Hear this. Now, the Bible says when Jesus Christ was on the, on the cross, there was darkness and the cloth was torn apart. He said, no, 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 I will not continue. The difference between Jesus and John. John, when he was in the jail, days ago, and he said, no, 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 no. He was tempted. He said, you people, go and ask Jesus. Are you the one? Or we must wait for another one. Because according to John, he thought Jesus would come and redeem him out of the jail. But Jesus was silent. You're not hearing at all? Are you hearing? They said, no, no, no. I think. Yet with Jesus, when he saw, he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? God was silent. He saw darkness coming in. The cloth torn apart. The presence has left. There was earthquake in the whole land. The one he said, he said, Father, in your hands, I commit my spirit. Now, that's now the whole teaching where it is. We have people here who are suffering and they're being troubled. And they're wondering, where is God? God is on the throne. The only thing he's waiting is you to commit what you're doing in his hands. No, 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 no,
We have people who they are saying, I pray, I go to church, I speak in tongues, and I give my tithe, I give my... But why these problems? Why the problems? God will be silent. Because he is on the throne. And the Bible says, forever and forever, thy word, O Lord. Oh, come on. It says, in heaven it is settled. So God is seated in heavenly places. He will never leave the throne. He stays there every time, 24 hours. There are 24 elders worshiping him. They are the four creatures worshiping him, angels worshiping him. He will never leave the throne. Where are you going? I'm going to Pretoria. To do what? There is someone having cancer. He will never. The only thing he will do to commit your cancer in his hands. Now Jesus said, he said, Father, in your hands. I commit. What? Okay. I don't know if you have ever committed your school in the hands of God, your relationship in the hands of God, your business, your job. I don't know where you have committed it into. But now I wonder this. There is, if you read the story of Joseph, Joseph was a man who was loved so much by the father and his brothers hated him for being loved by the father. They envied him to a level where they sought him out. When they sought him out, he went to a house of fellow. When he went in the house of Potiphar, there was this command, Joseph, come here. You'll be working here in this house. This is the king speaking. Uh, you can touch anything in this house you want to touch. I put it under the responsibility of you. But not my wife. Now, I want you to understand that Joseph, prophetically, he represents the presence of God. Now, the king had committed everything in the house of God apart from his wife. That thing which he didn't commit in the house of God, it was through which the devil entered through. You didn't hear my point. You didn't hear my point. He committed everything. And the Bible says, whatsoever Joseph could touch in the house, it was being blessed apart from his wife. If he greased the wife, the wife was being cursed. I know you committed your life to Jesus, but what about your life? What about your business? What about your money? What about your career? Have you committed them in the house of God? We have people who can commit everything in the house of God, apart from one thing. 